This week, on Yud Gimel Elul, will be the yard site of Rabbi Yaakov Gesundheit. I had never heard of him when I was a young child, and the first time that I think I heard his name mentioned was when I studied Meseches Gitten in Yeshiva University. In the beginning of the year, Rav Soloveitchik had a custom of mentioning Svarim that we should be aware of when we learn a certain Masechta. He generally mentioned the classic Rishonim that were available in the Masechta, and once in a while mentioned a famous Achon. When we learned Gitten, he mentioned that there's a Sefer called Teferis Yaakov on Gitten, which he recommended. We all looked up at a little bit in shock an Achron that some of us had never heard of uh, was one of the Svarim that was recommended by the Rav when we learned Gitten. And he smiled in an inimitable way and said, yes, yes, it, it is quite good. It is a bit, a bit sharp, but it is quite good. That interested me about the history of Rabbi Yaakov Gesundheit. When I moved to Alon Shvut, within Alon Shvut, there's a, a family named Gesundheit, who are descendants of Rabbi Yaakov Gesundheit. When I saw on the list that this week was the yard site of Rabbi Yaakov Gesundheit, I mentioned to them that I would be interested in doing the uh, Sicha about Rav Gesundheit, but I really did not know much material besides one or two stories that I heard personally. And they referred me to a book called Harishon Shalshalet Brisk, a book written by Rav Chaim Karlinsky of America about the Beis HaLevi. In that book, there's quite a bit of material about Rabbi Yaakov Gesundheit, and most of the information that I'm going to present is taken from that book. Rabbi Yaakov was born in 1815 in Kislev of 1815, Tovkuf Ayinvav, in a small town near Warsaw. As a child, he learned by Rabbi Leibzuntz, among others. Rabbi Leibzuntz is well known for pub, for writing and publishing, I don't know how many svarim, but a, a, an amazing amount of svarim. When his Rabbanim passed away, Rabbi Yaakov Gesundheit became a Rosh Hashiva, and it seems that he was 17 years old when he was appointed as the Rosh Hashiva. He lived in Warsaw, and he was very well known as a major Tamit Chacham. In fact, when Rabbi Kiva Eger came to Warsaw to visit, he spent a great deal of time with Rabbi Yaakov, and they appreciated this young fellow as a great Lamdin. When he was 26 years old, he wrote his first Sefer, Teferis Yaakov, on Mishpat. He then continued to write other Svarim. Among them are the, the Sefer that I mentioned before. All the Svarim, by the way, are called Teferis Yaakov. But he wrote a Teferis Yaakov on Choshem Mishpat. He also wrote a Teferis Yaakov on Gitten. And then he wrote on Chulin. There are other Svarim. Some have been printed and some have been only in manuscript. And I assume some have been lost. Although he was a Rosh Hashiva, although he was known as a major Tamit Chacham, he made a living by working, and apparently he did quite well in his work and became wealthy. 
he supported his own yeshiva himself through his business. At that time, Warsaw was known as a Hasidish uh, city. Most of the people in Warsaw were Hasidim, and of course the Gera Hasidim in Warsaw were a very strong group. When, for many years, Warsaw did not have a Rav. When they decided to appoint a Rav, there was a big discussion about who the Rav should be. One person, then another person, served as the Rav of Warsaw. In 1870, there was a big controversy over the empty position. The last Rav had passed away, and they needed to appoint a Rav. Rabbi Yaakov was one of the candidates, but he had one major problem. Although everyone recognized his godless in Torah, he was an ardent misnagid. He opposed Hasidus very strongly. In Warsaw, it was not politically correct to oppose Hasidus at a time when many of the people, perhaps most of the people, were affiliated with Hasidic groups, and as I said, especially with Ger. There was an appointment done through the government of Warsaw, and Rabbi Yaakov in 1870, when he was 55 years old, was appointed officially as the Rav of Warsaw. Rabbi Nassim Spiegelglass was the one who administered the oath of office, and I'd like for a moment to mention who Rabbi Nassim Spiegelglass was. One of the people who came from Warsaw and was so enthralled with life in Warsaw was a big Talmud Chacham in New York named Reb Simcha Elberg. He was the editor of Hapardes, and he was a gifted writer. He wrote a number of books besides editing this Torah rabbinic journal called Hapardes, and Rabbi Elberg wrote a book about Varsha Shamala, about the spiritual world of Warsaw. In that book, he described his Rebbe, Reb Nassim Spiegelglass, as one of the major Gadol of his generation, who really somehow had not been well known and is was not well known, and Rabbi Elberg somehow publicized him and became, the world became more aware who Reb Nassim Spiegelglass was. So it's important to note that Rav Nassim Spiegelglass, who was recognized and known as one of the Gedolim of that generation, of that time, was the one who administered the oath of office to Rabbi Yaakov, which means that it was officially accepted and understood by people that Rabbi Yaakov was the Rav of Warsaw. Unfortunately, the Hasidim were not happy by this appointment. The ostensible main reason for their opposition was, as I said, Rabbi Yaakov was strongly opposed to Hasidus. Hasidim, together with modern maskilim in the Encyclopedia Judaica, they're actually called assimilationists. The Hasidim, according to the, uh, the article in the Judaica, Hasidim fought back together with the assimilationists under Ludwig Nathanson, compelled them to resign to, from the rabbinate after four years. Those years when he was Rav of Warsaw were the crowning years of his life. He had been a Rosh Hashivi, he had been a businessman, but the Rav of Varsha, Varsha was a, as, as a town 
of Lamdim, of Tamini Chachamim, and he was the Rav of Warsaw. But the Hasidim, and I said the joined modern Maskilim, to complain to the government. They complained to the government that about his business ethics. They claimed that he had owned different businesses and he didn't run them properly and it wasn't fitting for Warsaw to have such a person. They uh, complained to the Jewish community that he wasn't really appointed by the, by the Jewish community, he was appointed by the government. In any case, he was officially removed from the position of the Rav of Warsaw and he was told that he no longer has the title of being the Rav of Warsaw. After he left the official position, he became ill with tuberculosis. For three and a half years, he suffered from tuberculosis. They went to various doctors, tried to cure him. During those three and a half years, not only did he become ill, he was disillusioned with the fact that he had lost his rabbanus. Apparently, he was broken both physically and spiritually. After five years of leaving office, after three and a half years of suffering with tuberculosis, he passed away on Yud Gimel Elul Tafresh Lamed Chet. Tafresh Lamed Chet. 1878. He was 63 when he was Nifter. Although he had been removed from office, and as I said, he lived a difficult life his last few years, the Levaya was known and written about in various newspapers. The phrase, Kavod Gadol Asula Bemoto, is certainly correct. He, he was given great honor upon his death. The, ver- the newspapers wrote about the Levaya and mentioned that they had never seen such a crowd in Warsaw ever. They estimated the crowd at 20,000 people and various Rabbanim were maspid Rabbi Yaakov Kusuntet. Although many of the names of the maspidim were missing from the newspaper accounts, one person, one hesped, stood out among the others. And that was the hesped of Rabbi Yoshebeh Salavechik, the Beis Halevi. The book that I mentioned earlier, which as the source for much of this talk, is basically the story of Rabbi Yoshebeh Salavechik, Harishon Shoshelet Brisk, the first of the famous Brisk Dynasty. Rabbi Yashabir actually took the place of Rabbi Yaakov Gesundheit as the Rav of Warsaw. When he was appointed Rabbi Yashabir, there were, the same discussion was raised. How could it be Rabbi Yashabir, the uh, scion of a family that stems from Rabbi Chaim Valashner, that stems from people who oppose Hasidus? 
How could it be that he would move to to Warsaw, become the Rav, and would be accepted by the community? Rabbi Yosheber was accepted by the community. In fact, the Ger Rebbe himself recommended that Rabbi Yosheber become the Rav of Warsaw. And Rabbi Yaakov Gesundheit, at the time, even though he was deposed, his influence was strong enough that his recommendation was also considered. So Rabbi Yosheber, the reigning Rav of Warsaw, was Maspidim, and we have details of his husband. In the newspapers, as I said, such uh, details of the husband were not well known. But in the book, Rabbi Karlinsky, Rabbi Karlinsky writes that he personally heard details of the husband from two people. From the Briskerov, Rabbi Yitzchak Zev, who is the grandson of the Beis HaLevi, and from Chaim Dover Golevsky, who was the grandson of Rabbi Simchazal Egriger, who was the Dayan of Vilna. And these people told him the gist of what they heard at the at the uh, at the Hespit. This is the second reason why I mentioned the life of Rabbi Yaakov Gesundheit interested me. I was present when a husband was given in Yeshiva University. Now, I'm not sure if I remember all the details, but basically, the story of this Leviah that I took place in Yeshiva University was a certain person passed away whose life also ended in a state of some sort of depression, unhappiness, a person who at one point in his life had led a better life. And Rav Soloveitchik was maspid, this person, and he began by saying that when Rabbi Yaakov Gesundheit passed away, my great-grandfather, Rabbi Yashabir, was maspid him. And he said the following, now, although I said I do not remember all the details, part of the details I'd like to say, and we'll find it also written in, in the book a little bit differently than the way I remember it. When Rabbi Yaakov Gesundheit was Nifter, the Beis Halevi, used Midrashim to talk about a person who had passed away, one of the Malcha Yisrael, who, who passed away in a time when his situation had become quite bad. But at the time of the Hesped, you were not Maspid him according to the last years of his life, but you were Maspid the person who lived in his glory, who lived at the time of his glory. Rabbi Yankala was a tzaddik. And he was a, a king who should have been seated on the throne of the rabbinate of Warsaw. But the people of Warsaw, his generation, were not deserving of such a kingdom to enjoy the great light that his soul could could spread. Therefore, Rabotai, I want you to know, 
he was of the Rav Avorsha, he remains the Rav Avorsha, and when he comes into Ganeida, and they will welcome him as the Rav Avarsa. And the Rav, Rav Salavechik used this idea to say about the person who he was Nifter, he will also be welcomed into the world to come, not according to his status in his later years, but rather in his years of glory. Rabbi Yaakov Gesundheit indeed passed away as a tragic figure. But in our world he's known as the Rav of Orsha and as the author of the Svarim Tiferes Yaakov on various Mesechtos and Choshe Mishpat and Shuvas. Yehei Zichro Baruch.